0: As you know, we love the element of time in all things. So I'm fascinated with the time notion. Um, And, you know, there's an expression in French. Um, It's, what is it? Plus ça change, uh, plus plus la même. Which means more things, the more things change, the more they stay the same. So, uh, for example, this notion of, uh, I don't know, corruption. Corruption is always the same. So, so there are corruption. There was corruption back in ancient Egypt. Egypt and corruption back during the days of uh, uh, the French, uh, you know, kings. And of course, there was a corruption even today, right? And just hopefully, we have less corruption than others. But and there's desire, right? There's jealousy. There's adultery. And you know, we can hear a story about. The play Alexander Hamilton, for example, there's a, a big part of it is there's an adulterous affair. And you can see, you know, all right, he, he has um, this lust for this woman. Her name is Maria Reynolds, I think. And, you know, he falls into it. And, you know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. And, and that's, that's comforting in a way, right? Because I, don't, I never bought into this notion that the Democratic Party changed <laughs> okay plus ça change plus la même plus la même chose. okay more of the same thing all right and and they would have you believe that somewhere along the, they, they don't quite know when <laughs> Some, somewhere along the line the party flipped they went from the bad guys to the good guys right but they don't quite admit when they were ever bad guys they don't say yeah whew, we were really uh, bad around the, you know, 1860s, 1870s, 1880s, 1890s, 1900s, 1910, 1920s. We were sure crazy. They don't quite say when they started being good, right? Have you noticed that? It's, it's very interesting. They don't, they don't give you a landmark year, a watershed moment where everything changed.
1: Yeah, like as if they were uh, people who attend AA meetings. On this date... I got sober. <laughs> exactly On this right. date, I did ninety days. That's right. On this
0: date, I got my ten-year chip, oh, that's and a good I've example. been yeah. good ever since. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you know, bravo, Ari. You know, uh, <laughs> yes. so, you know, it's, it's not like that. They, they had the, it's some amorphous notion that they're different now, right? But can you pinpoint this, sir? I mean. I take depositions as part of my job, right? I, I take a deposition of the adverse party, and I'm trying to nail down exactly how many times he took money from the corporate till, let's say, and when. <laughs> and, and he'll say something like, um, well, you know, I didn't take it. Right? So then I, th- then I say to him, well, but it is true you took money from the till at some point. Yeah, I did. When? I'm not sure. Was it five months ago? I don't know. Was it two months ago? I don't know. Was it two years ago, two two decades ago? You know, sir, you look like you're you're no older than 40. Um, And I'm asking you now, six decades ago, did you take anything? No, I don't remember. But you do remember taking some money from the till. Well, I think I did, yes. But when was it? (laughs) Sometime. And he he can't commit to it. So this amorphous uh, element of time going on. And so it is They they would have you believe that the, some dramatic change occurred they they in the back of their minds think that some sort of dramatic change occurred, and now they're the good guy party and the Republicans are the bad guy party. But when you interview them and you say, "Tell me precisely when that was, maybe even a even a five year period, a ten year period, did the Democrats some, somehow see the light and they say hey this you know this whole racism thing that ain't working for us, uh, we're going to do th- things differently. Tell me." And you know the, the the ones who are actually informed, they say, they might say, they might say, well, you know, in the early '60s with the civil rights movement, okay, we were we we saw the light and we pushed the Civil Rights Act, and that's what got this country to change. And now people identified us as the party of good guys, okay. Well, that they would be wrong, of course. That's not the, the argument, because they keep on saying that somehow the 50s and the 40s were where the flip occurred. It's, it's kind of a, a little bit bizarre. The truth is they've never changed. Never. Okay? And, and the listeners on the left are saying, what are you talking about? Of course we're different. We're not the party of slavery anymore. We're not the party of Jim Crow. To which Ari and I say, yes, yes you, you are. are.
1: Yes, <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah. And and, you know, I say this. You, I don't know if you fully agree yet. By the way, I did not choreograph away. that. That
0: just happened spontaneously and organically. Go.
1: Yes, it's called a moment. I've been saying for a few years now, I can tell where the racists are in America. They're the ones who vote Democrat. Right. And then they're the ones who admit I vote Democrat. Right. Because you either voted for a guy... Because of the color of his skin Which is racism Or you voted because you like the policies Which are bad for people With that kind of colored skin Which is racist Right. <laughs> so you're either a racist Or you're a racist yeah, but what are you If talk- you're a Democrat What are you
0: talking about Ari? You know the KKK uh, they, you know, David Duke admits that he voted for Trump And he's an avowed racist Oh you mean he and his uh, three other idiot friends That, that vote for Trump? Th- th- please don't give me the marginal Not, not just the a, a, an example on the margin But a margin of the margin Of the margin Can
1: I make an even better yeah. point about David Duke in particular yeah. David Duke Is not as stupid As you all think David Duke knows He is um, Public relations cancer He's public relations Pancreatic or bone cancer He's not only cancer He's the worst cancer And he knows it. So do you think David Duke is really trying to help Donald Trump when he says, hey, I'm David Duke? And I vote for Trump. <laughs> yeah. he, he, he's not it he, he knows how, how that's
0: damaging I, to Trump. I, 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 do, I think you're giving him more credit than, than he deserves. I do want to move on to that, but I'll, I'll explain why I think it's more credit. Look, crazy people, and I think David Duke is a crazy person, they have their own logic in their heads. They have this uh, inflated sense of uh, self and worth, for that matter, and they have this inflated sense of their own popularity and their attention. I mean, everyone knows David Duke, at least his name, so David Duke himself must think that, wow, there's there's a tremendous amount of attention devoted to me. He's a narcissist, he's a megalomaniac and such, and he probably thinks more of the country thinks like him than, than actually do. So it wouldn't surprise me to think that when somebody puts a microphone in front of him and he says, I'm gonna vote for Trump, that he thinks that that's good for Trump somehow. You and I objectively know that David Duke saying such a thing is actually toxic, to use your phrase. It's pancreatic cancer and the plague and bubon and scarlet fever all wrapped up in one. I'm sure, <laughs> with, with a touch of pedophilia, but you know, it's, and AIDS. And AIDS, yeah, why not? So, but but he doesn't see that way because he's he's so warped in his own mind. Okay, so let, let's move back a little bit, and I I, I do find it fascinating that they. They perceive themselves. Speaking about megalomaniacs, right? The Democratic Party and its constituents, its members, think of themselves. Think so highly of themselves. So the Democrat, right? The Democratic Party. They Democrats, generally speaking, feel like they're the party of uh, uh, compassion and not racism, right? And and and. Kindness and generosity and all those wonderful things. And
1: love and equality in
0: the middle class and working families. Right. And and stopping the the fat cats in Washington. That's the classic cartoonish characterization of them. Um, So they either fall in one of two categories. Either uh, they actually know that what they're doing is conniving and manipulative and, in fact, racist and greedy and all the projections associated with that, C E G. Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Obama Al Gore um, Even Jimmy Carter and all the Chuck other Schumer, Chuck Dick Schumer, Durbin Nancy yeah. Pelosi, and so the, these guys know They're bright, of, bright enough to know How to manipulate okay? they're, they're politicians okay, I'm not saying that all Republicans are, are clean As, as the dripping snow, but These guys, they know what they're doing And their main mission is To, to uh, stir up the pot when it comes to racism And to increase As much uh, illegal immigration is possible. That is their main goal. Nothing else matters. That's why th- 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 everything they do is in the context of stirring up racism or encouraging illegal immigration. Everything else is, how shall we say, um, a garnish, you know, in in uh, in food terms, right? Yeah, and, and I'd like to add, it's all geared for three purposes. Oh no, I'm sorry. So sorry it's like the vegetables that you get as a kid and you push to the side oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, yeah. you don't really eat them they're there you, you know you're supposed to eat them but you don't eat them yeah. All right, go and
1: ahead. and the whole point is that they they do this to get elected to get as much donations as possible and to get as much media support from by the like-minded
0: drones in the media many of whom are too stupid to know this conniving game that is that, going that's on right. that's right that's and and, and It makes sense when you think about it. This is a party that does not really care about the whole God business, doesn't care about the freedom business, doesn't care about the United States. It cares about, wait for it, wait for it, power. Okay? It's just power for power's sake. That's it. And and that's why we say, plus I change, plus la même chose. The more things change, the more things stay the same. It just is. And, and, And they think they're different. My, my fellow Americans, and now I say to everyone, left and right and the middle, you think that this hasn't happened before? When people see an opportunity for power, and you give them that opportunity for power, they will take it. That's the way it works. Power is always a, a something that that people glom onto, and and but it's that too, means
1: unto itself. Unto
0: itself, right? And and you you know you and I often wonder, uh, not just you and I, Ari, but everyone listening. Sometimes will. Uh, look at a, uh, an extreme billionaire. Okay, I worked for one once. I was his general counsel and I would see him every day. And I would, you know, me and the rest of the guys in the, on the legal department, or actually, there's only, we were co general counsel. But I would talk to my co general counsel and I would say, you know, if I only could have like two, sorry, I, I don't know. 200 of his, uh, bi- you know, his billions 200 million of his billions right? I'd be great In fact, if I had only 10 million I'd be a very satisfied man right? And you and I would be So you, you come to the conclusion Especially when somebody is Later on in their lives They say, why do you need Any more than you have? You're obviously you can do Whatever you want in life You can go anywhere Vacation anywhere, anywhere And if you're, if you're so minded You could have any woman That you wanted and so on But they still press on And the answer is What you just said it's power, and in this case money, but it's associated with power, for power and money's sake. That's it. And that's what the Democratic Party is all about. The more things change, the more they stay the same. And, and that is the same thing with all the junta dictators. You know, Arafat, Yasser Arafat from the Palestinian territories, he died with $3 billion in his pocket, as it were. Right? Why did he need any more than than $10 for himself? Not
1: as it were. It was actually in his pocket.
0: (laughs) Um, And and likewise with Saddam Hussein. He was obscenely rich. Uh, All these people, what do they need all that money?
1: Yeah, and what do they need all that power for? Why does Kim Jong-un need so much power to be able to set any person in the country— to be torn apart by wild dogs. Yeah. Why does he need the power to use anti-aircraft guns to turn, to cut someone into ribbons right. for he, his own pleasure? That's I right. mean uh, uh, these the the ability to not self-regulate themselves is an ancient uh, trait of tyrants.
0: Right. Going back Forever, right. we'll with the and 16th it's still end. with us today. Yeah. It's 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 always that way. Unless you have some sort of restraint, people will keep, you know keep on going with the power and. Um the horrific crimes that they commit and pretend as if it's not happening. Ceausescu, Stalin, Hitler—you name all these, all the yeah, bad and, boys. and the
1: ancient ones: Gilgamesh, Nebuchadnezzar, you uh, Henry VIII. Any—you know what's so funny about you bring up this example? The other night I was uh, at my house. And I always pray before bedtime, and I say a number of prayers, and I've talked about some of them on the show before. But one I came up with last night, and it's sort of obvious, I mean, duh. I said. And God, I pray for this wonderful state of California. Please protect us from the Democrat tyrants who are wrecking our state. Yeah. And they're wrecking our state the same way a bad king has in through our times of ancient and antiquity. Please save us from that's, this that's new very group. Well said. And it's an aggregate in, in our country it's distributed among a bunch of people, but they act like a a single tyrant, as a as a borg of
0: tyrants, the Democrats at Sacramento. So, so the more things change, the more they stay the same. Right. Um, and, and you sent a, um, a, a great email with two photos juxtaposed upon each other that basically demonstrate another point that kind of relates to the same point about the Democratic Party. Um, and you sent it to a whole bunch of us. And I, I don't know where you got it from, but it's, it's such a brilliant point. Two photos, folks. Imagine it's very easy to describe. So you see a photo of the KKK. Right with these men in their hoodies, white hoods, and uh, presumably carrying uh, torches and such like that. I forget exactly. It doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah,
1: cross burning yeah, or, but, or lynching but, or something. Yeah, but
0: very like scary that. guys, yes. right? It's just it, it evokes this spine-chilling uh, fear when you see these monsters because and and they think they're so righteous in the process too. They're monsters. Um, and then and then right next to it, it juxtaposed and it says below that the Democrats then right the other photo is. A bunch, a bunch of these anti-fa monsters, who are dressed this time in black, but they are all also hooded, and we know that they're very violent and they want to get their way and so forth. And um, and and below it says the Democrats now, right? Nothing has changed. Well, no, wait, wait. Yes, nothing, nothing has changed. changed. They were and, and what do you mean? But the, the KKK was about lynching the blacks and such, and and they were racist. And, and no. They were racist then, and they're racist now. And we could prove that all day long. We've already established it in a previous uh, podcast where we said they were the party of slavery. Then they became the party of Jim Crow. And then they then they became the, the, the party of the handouts to ensure that they c- kind of kept in their place. They found a, uh, and I'm putting this in quotes, air quotes, a far more effective way of keeping black people down. And that is by telling them that they were victims and giving them handouts.
1: That's right. Right? They it's the same thing. They basically reslave them. And I would, I would make two points about that photo. The, the more things change, the more they say the same. The only thing that changed that photo are superficial things. Yeah. The old photo is a black and white photo of the bad guys in white hoods. The modern photo is a color photo with <laughs> the bad guys in black hoods. Right. So it doesn't matter. There is a black and white element to the old and the new. It's not like right. they, you can say, well, they changed the color of their hoods. I'm saying that's a superficial difference. So right. what? Yeah. The other thing is people always think the KKK was founded as a racist organization, and it wasn't. It was founded as Democrats. an anti—it was the terrorist wing of the Democrat Party as a violent mob to destroy, kill, and beat up. Christians and Republicans, and who did the anti-fub beat
0: up today? Christians. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. Oh, me, me, this is sorry. this is a trick question. Yeah. I, 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 I. Let me just think. Uh, I'm going to go with Christians and Republicans. We have a winner.
1: <laughs> so the point is, it, it, not only in the in the general. Um, you know, case sense or in the analogous, uh, you know, sense, do the more things change, the more they say the same. No, in the congruent sense, yeah. it's exactly the same. That's right. Tyrants today, tyrants of yesterday, tyrants of tomorrow. Mobs of yesterday, mobs of today, mobs of tomorrow. Right. And and by the way, now that we know what we know about yesterday and today, we now know about that moment where they say, Well, we changed things like Kent State, you know, mm-hmm. songs like Four Dead in Ohio by those, you know, braying Donkeys, Crosby, Sills, Nash, and Unchowered. Well, they the way they always teach it is that, uh, well, some uh, National Guardsman shot some nice student on the Kent State University campus, Four Dead in Ohio. It turns out, no, 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 no. Those students were basically Antifa, STS Weathermen, and they were shooting at the good guys who returned fire. Right. Right. It goes without saying it So makes, the
0: point is, it, 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 it's a totally, um, a bizarre narrative that they always try to push. And, uh, and the important part of it is that the narrative hasn't changed. This is one thing I, I in a sense, I, uh, how do I describe it? Um, it's like biblical. It, it is, um, You know, we we talk about Pharaoh, for example. But Pharaoh, you know, he God hardened his heart, and he was stubborn and such like that. But Pharaoh was not Pharaoh was not on his own. I mean, we've had other Pharaohs since, and we've spoken about this before. Um, Pharaoh comes in all shapes and sizes, right? So it's it's an ongoing theme, the Pharaoh theme. Uh, Cain and Abel is an ongoing theme. It's not just one story that happened once. Thank you very much, and we will learn from it. And we've all been good. No, it, it repeats. It echoes throughout history.
1: Yeah, Joseph and his brothers. Yeah, of course. Sell that, that story. Him to slavery.
0: Yeah. You know. <laughs> these are these are re-echoing themes, right? This is uh, what King David did with Bathsheba and otherwise jealousies and lust. Uh, these are these are warning shots about how things typically go when you do, when, when you take a certain position or you cave into a certain lust or indulgence. The same thing is true with the Democrat Party. They are the party that, in the same way that we always understand evil has its manifestations, it works in a certain way, right? Evil, for example, we now know, uh, it, 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 it wouldn't take too much. I'll have to read the Bible and then you'll figure it out yourself. But we know that evil takes a... Uh, tries to uh, adopt a pleasing form. As we've often said on the show, the devil always wears a tie. He doesn't carry around a a, a trident and wear a a red cloaked thing and it has horns on his head. Of course not. He wouldn't be so obvious. That would be stupid on his part. He has to deceive you He has to make you think that he's one of you That he's appealing to your very best instincts whatsoever And you're going to be great if you just go along with what he, he offers He just wants
1: the fatherland to be pure He just wants all of us to be equal right. He just wants the poor in Venezuela to have their fair share of the oil wealth
0: Right So so you have uh, What I want to do is take it back a little bit and Because look how consistent the Democratic Party has been it's not just the hoodies we talked about, which, of course, it's just emblematic of what we're talking about. But they've the one consistent theme that they've always had is power. They've been a party without God. I mean, despite the fact that you can point to this or that president, including Roosevelt, once in a while hearkening to God, they, they've not been the party no, go of God. Go
1: back to Thomas Jefferson, truly an atheist, right. the founder of the party. Well,
0: there are questions about that. But nevertheless... Um, He uh, So the Democratic Party is, by and large, as we think of it, I mean, let's not even – let's give Thomas Jefferson a pass on this one. The point is that the the Democratic Party, let's say from the 1820 and on. Andrew Jackson. Andrew Jackson. There you go. Um, that, That really was the party, the Democrats. At the end of the day, Andrew Jackson was so emblematic of it. They were the party of slavery, and they were also the party of power and the party without God. That, that's what it is. That's, it's almost a brilliant way that God might have devised this division because it, it makes it so clear to we conservatives, we know what we're dealing with. We're dealing with people who are power hungry and act consistently so.
1: I think the word for that is evil.
0: <laughs> exactly right. Well, more to the point, I mean, the, the immigration—what what I call fake immigration. Now, I'm, I'm blurring two different things: fake news and fake immigration. The fake immigration means like they, they pretend as if somehow this immigration is really good for our country, um, and, and that it's all about the young children who are just found themselves might find themselves stranded in America, and, and their poor parents, you know, and now have to go back to Guatemala or whatever. Um, that's fake. That's fake immigration. It's, and they only want to increase it for the sake of power, and and that's that's diabolical. In, in a sense, if you can look at it like um, the a, a human body, right? The human body is constantly at war with the cancer cells. If you let the cancer cells grow for whatever reason by eating poorly or you know exposing yourself to sun rays too often, uh, guess what? Cancer grows, right? So it's, it's, that's what this battle really is. And and again, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Now, bear with me on this, R, because this is an important, very important point that I'm about to make. One of the things that has, and it dovetails into our next topic, one of the things that the Democrats have never changed on is their lack, their utter lack of courage. Okay? Cowardice is so emblematic of the Democratic Party. If you If you want to understand the Democratic Party in a theme, then look at cowardice as your answer, okay? And and we'll start off right off to to my main point is uh, with the KKK and the Antifa movements, both of them wearing hoodies, right? We know these guys are actually cowards, right? They hide behind masks. They don't want to be recognized. They can't stand for the principle, that they can't actually uh, believe in the words that they... That they espouse, they can't right? even show us or tell us who they even are. Right, because it they, has to be anonymous. Right, but it, but if you and I, for example, for example, those wonderful people who said, "I ain't delivering pizzas to your wedding because I don't believe in gay marriage," they didn't wear a hood. They they, they 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 told them directly. Listen, it violates my sense of religious liberty. There's a couple of guys down the block that I'm sure would be happy to do it for you, but it's not. It ain't me. And then they get sued and such, and they bravely have to stand their ground. And and God God bless these people. But if a liberal did that, no, sir, you would not see them standing there for the the uh, the courage of their convictions, as it were. And so Antifa is such a good example of that, isn't it? They they hide, hide, hide. And and even the way that they announce their policies of what they really want, I mean the classic line is the conservatives um win when, when they act like conservatives and liberals win when, when they don't act like liberals, right? That's the whole point. So isn't that, in a sense, hiding behind a veil?
1: Absolutely. And we've talked about it before. How many times have we talked about it? would Would Obama been elected if in 2008 he said, I promise, before my end of my two terms, Iran will have a nuclear bomb because of me. <laughs> right. Uh, right. Vote for him. Yeah. Of course they wouldn't I promise to, legal, to open our borders and flood our country with uneducated, disease-ridden immigrants just so you guys can catch measles when you go to Disneyland. Is that is that a way to get elected? No.
0: It, it, right. it, so he's putting a hood on the truth of his actual well, positions. And, and even more to your point, I promise, and you'll say I wish I thought this one, but it probably was on the tip of your tongue, I promise by the end of my term that... Your premiums in your health care will go so sky high uh, that you won't be able to have your doctors. You won't be able to, um, to, to afford a to thing, to actually have a plan at all. And the quality of your care will go uh, dramatically down, and there will be a lot more fraud in the process too. And by the way, we know that, <laughs> Right. They knew it. It wasn't just negligence. It wasn't just poor planning. They actually knew that that well, would happen. Jonathan Gruber admitted it. He admitted we it. We finally found the tape. Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you have to understand, people are so stupid, they'll buy anything. That's right. All we have to tell them is they keep their doctor and plan planning. <laughs> we got this. <laughs> That's Gruber's word. Well, we,
0: we, also, we also know that a crisis is a terrible thing to waste, right, right. from Rahm Emanuel. Um, the, the disingenuous nature of the party platform is so transparent. If you just look at the news, if you read the, the news deeply enough, and you're welcome to look at CNN and, and Fox and MSNBC, but you'll see it. And it's, you, you have to wonder like, why are they so hell bent on all this immigration? Of course, it's, it's not because they're trying to be compassionate, it's, it's hardly that. It's, it's compassion, sorry, it's, it's power aggrandizing masquerading as compassion. Right, they right? just want the votes. And there's the word masquerading, yes. right? There's right. the veil that they use in order to to get what they really want. Yeah, I, after I became a conservative,
1: I kind of started getting inklings of this. And I became a conservative around 1992-93. That was my that was the moment I changed, right? right. And um, yeah, the you more, and the more it. I changed as a, into a conservative, the less I stayed the same, right? Just like you did when you discovered God, right? The less you stayed atheist. Let me bring up this moment to show you a perfect example of it. 1998, Bill Clinton is caught... And we're told over and over by the media, and you know how you say, read the news, whatever. I say, watch their behavior. Right. Ignore the words. Just watch what they do. What they do reveals everything. Sure. Screw what they say. Did Obama give Iran that money? Did he give them the clearance to make a bomb? Or did he just say things? So, you know, it's it's the doings. Here's a perfect example of a doing. Bill Clinton is caught with his, uh, you know, whistle in the wrong weasel, Right. Oh, I like
0: that. And we're told. (laughs) I got to remember that
1: one. Right. And we're told over and over don't worry, it's just about sex. Don't worry, it's a nothing burger. It's just sex. And sex is popular, right? Well, if sex is so popular for electoral purposes, why didn't Bill, Bill Clinton get his whistle and his weasel come out and say, yeah, that was my weasel and that was my whistle? I did it. Big deal. Right. Right? I'm proud of it. I'm loud, proud, here, and queer and see what I did with my intern. Everyone's doing it. I did it too. Isn't this great? Aren't going to vote for me again? <laughs> Everyone likes sex. I All like, right, so. Right? Yeah. The point is... Why the subterfuge? Why the lying? Why it matters what the word is, is. I did not have sex with that woman. Great white-wing conspiracy, were uh, Hillary Clinton's words. Why lie about something so popular? Right. So are they lying about, yes, he lied about doing it versus not doing it, but then they lie to us about the popularity and the politics and the optics of it, too. So the whole thing, behavior, words, everything, it's just this... Melange, this stew of lies, of masquerade, of bullshit, of veils. Excuse my French, Oof. but there is no other word to you know <laughs> capture it exactly. We, we would have accepted crap and BS or manure, right? <laughs> you know, uh, but, you know. And, and at that moment, yeah, I yeah. saw these people believe in things so unpopular they have
0: to lie about everything. Yeah, but okay, but we're getting a little stray from this. Or the, put the, a
1: veil, a mask that's on what everything. It is.
0: That's and that's why I want to really focus on the cowardice notion because everything they do is about cowardice. It's, it's some form of cowardice. Like, uh, I don't know, pink is a shade of red, right? And and uh, fuchsia as well is a shade of red. There's all sorts of different shades uh, about, but the one thing that kind of gravitates or everything that the Democratic Party does around, better be at a metaphor being the sun, <laughs> the sun being cowardice, okay? That's, that's yeah, their- They orbit around cowardice. They orbit around, uh, uh, around cowardice and that's how they operate. You can see every decision that they make as a, either a cowardly act or a cowardly statement, okay, or a cowardly position, if you want. Everything about it, it's, and ultimately it's designed only to get power. Now, the Antifa and the KKK also have something more in common with each other and also with what we're talking about right now. It's not so much, I mean, in addition to the fact that they put a veil in front of themselves. That's important. Okay, I mean they, they don't have the courage of their own convictions to speak their mind to say, "Hey, listen, here I am. I'm John Smith. I'm a Democrat, and I'm the one right now breaking this window and beating up this guy." Thank you very much, and watch me do it. Right? It's not going to be like that, right? Facebook Live, right? Now some some jerks do that, of course, that they're horrific people, but I'm talking about. You know the majority of the Democrats, people who feel like this is somehow acceptable behavior, not these these monsters. You know, and, and we want to marginalize them, of course. They they, they don't represent all the Democrats. God 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 willing, the, the, the guys who uh, kidnapped that um, uh, special needs kid and they tortured him for being On a Trump Facebook supporter. Live, yeah, the
1: ones in Chicago. So yes. I'm,
0: I'm not talking about those guys. I am talking about the anti guys who think it's totally acceptable and they. They um, they give each other a lot of attaboy's and high fives when they shout down uh, Ben Shapiro, or um, Milo, Milo Yiannopoulos, yes. or Ann Coulter. Yeah. Uh, they it's think they're great. doing such great, wonderful things. Um, of course, they're not. But th- that's I'm talking about those those guys. Yeah. Now here's the amazing thing: it's it's cowardice not only because they sh- they show a mask, they put a mask in front of it, right, with a hood of some kind or another. The very essence of who they are is a mob it only works that the liberal platform i should say the lefty platform only works when you're dealing with a mob because with a mob as you know if you've taken any psychology classes a mob has its own personality right people do things while they're in the mob that they would never think about doing alone.
1: Yeah, the insect logic of a mob allows them to do what the mob does, right. it allows them to be insects, and allows them to be anonymous and happy about it.
0: Right. They, it, because and they
1: it. no longer have the
0: human need for acknowledgement. Right. They, they, um, it's like these uh, stories of people who dress up in masks, you know, when, when they're doing these sex acts, they, do, they would be willing to do things that they would otherwise never do, because well, they're anonymous. They're a different person all of a sudden. And and there's an appeal to that, Uh, but it's the same kind of appeal that lets these guys, these jackasses, do the things that that they do when they are in a mob. These are the people that are pulling down these statues. These are people who gather around a car of a conservative and, and start yelling and pelting rocks at them. They would never do this as an individual on their own because they're cowards, for one thing, but also because they belong to a mob. Now, now, Ann Coulter wrote a fantastic book called, um, I think it was Mobbed or something like that. But it was about the, the notion of mob rule, that the Democratic Party itself is just a combination of mob rule. And and, and, and she takes it back to the French Revolution, for that matter. It, it, you know, it, it ultimately, the French Revolution was all about mobs, right? The whole reign of terror. Uh, this is back in 1791 or so, I believe, where... They just, in addition to having no sense of God whatsoever and their absolute attack upon the church, uh, mob rule um, was the rule of the day. <clears throat> and Horrible things happened. People did things in the streets that, again, they would never do on their own. That, that's the way it was. By the way, the book, the book was called Demonic, now that are called Demonic, D-E-M-O-N-I-C. Um, great book. It was frightening in its own way. And she ties it to the The Democratic Party. This is the way they they operate, and she shows it time and time again, and it's it's frightening. Um, the way that uh, uh, people just kind of go along with whatever wave and frenzy might uh, the, the Democratic Party may whip up. Really think of it that way, and then you'll understand the Democratic Party, but you'll also understand the the cowardice of the Democratic Party because nobody in that mob is saying. People, we need to be thinking of a much more sensible approach and what is better for the country. And this is not healthy, and we need to, uh, <clears throat> to understand that a mob rule is, is destructive and it's only bad for everyone involved. No such person exists, right? I mean, recently, Nancy Pelosi said something to the effect about Antifa, saying that she unconditionally condemns Antifa for what they did. But that's only because she was forced by a reporter, I believe, to say, well, you know, can't you say that what they've done is wrong? And it was all over the news, and so she ended up saying that. But it's not as if she held herself out and she went out in the front lines and and said, this is madness, we must stop this, we need to reevaluate who we are as the Democratic Party. Anything like that, that would be nice, but it didn't happen.
1: Well, there's also another level of it. That in itself was a mask or a veil or a bandana. Because, you know how you said, Republicans get elected when they run as conservatives, Liberals get elected when they Pretend they're not liberal, right? Right. So it happened in the wake Of media pressure And other forces Getting Paul Ryan to not Condemn Antifa, and suddenly She saw an opening And it was a lie She fully supports what Antifa does She only saw a political opening that she could Kick through, which is of course cowardice Because it has nothing to do with her actual agenda Now, one thing that I think Should be noted in what you just said To illustrate to the listeners who might be responding, well, no, Barack, how could the—I understand Antifa is a mob. I understand the Black Panthers and the the Weathermen and some things on college campus and, you know, uh, SDS and the BDS movement, the Students for Justice for Palestine. Okay, those are mobs, but really all over the Democrat Party, the whole thing is a mob? Yes, listeners, it is, and I'll confirm this with with Barack's point— Notice how the media get a talking point, and through a news cycle, everyone in the media repeats the exact same talking point, yeah. and it's tangentially related, if not congruently related, to an exact talking point in the Democrat Party du jour that week. And the whole thing works like a brainless borg of, remember, uh, make America sick again. Chuck Schumer says, we'll make America sick again. Then everyone in the Democratic Party says, we must stop Trump because he's going to make America sick again. Right. Until it fizzles out, and then they move on to the next
0: Right. Well, they'll claim that we say the same thing and that we have our own talking points as well. But I'm with you. I, I think that that is exactly how they do it. And NBC, ABC, and MSNBC, and all the, uh, all the talking points, they, they go into this frenzy of a, a particular pattern that we're all supposed to think this particular way. But it's only mob rule. Right. Russia, huh. Russia, Russia. Russia,
1: Russia, Russia, Russia. Yeah. Manafort, Russia. Bannon, Russia. Russia, Russia. Yeah. Ivanka. That's, that's a very good Donald example. Trump,
0: Jr., Russia. Right. And suddenly that's everything that we need to focus on for that day. Uh, Going back to the whole mantra of the mob rule, they encourage it. who is that woman mayor of Baltimore during the Trayvon uh, Martin, yeah. not the Trayvon Martin, the, um, the t-
1: Freddie, Gray. Freddie Gray situation? Um, Brooks, uh, what's her name? I, I guess it
0: doesn't matter. Yeah, It I, doesn't matter. I, she's I, just
1: another. Okay. See, the more the Democrats say, she's just like the new mayor, same as the old boss, right. you
0: know. Yeah, meet the new boss, same as yeah. the old boss. Only when we're talking about Democrats. He, here's the thing. What she said was so telling, and you know where I'm going with this. Oh, yeah. She said when, when the mobs rioted and destroyed, she said, we gave them room to destroy. As if somehow that's a normal thing and that's good to do because, you know, you got you to gotta vent a little bit. <laughs> Don't we all, right? That was the attitude. And I thought, hmm, I tell that to the, to the store owner whom the mob vented against that somehow that, 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 that's cool. They should be jiggy with that. Okay, I, I don't think so, all right? And and why him and not the others? No, you don't give any room to destroy because once you give a little bit of room to destroy, they think that they can go a little bit further with the room to destroy. It's just, it's not fair. It's it's not right from, from the store owner's point of view, but even from a law and order point of view, and frankly, from the from the rioter's point of view, they, they want to know where the, the bright line is, and you're not giving them a bright line. Um, so that's basic, but... Look, they, they're encouraging mob rule. They always have encouraged mob rule, whether it's the KKK or it's the Antifa now or the Black Panthers or the rioters that we talked about before or um, the, this, this, uh, the, the, walls, what's, the Occupy Wall Street nonsense, uh, the, 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 the pussy hats in the women's marches. These are, these are people that like a lot of mayhem. Mayhem works for them, but mayhem is also cowardly. Remember that, folks, okay? One of the things I, it always impressed me upon, impressed, and not in a good way, uh, when I watched Schindler's List and all these movies that portrayed the Nazi evil out there. I always thought to myself, as the Nazis were doing their horrific stuff, what a bunch of cowards, you know? They they get to beat up a, a bunch of defenseless Jews that are not interested in fighting back. All they want to do is study the Torah, right? And, and they get beaten up and killed and raped and everything else. And these guys are supposed to be somehow be considered such uh, glorious soldiers. These guys are monsters, yes, but they're also big cowards in their own way. And I, and I think that's exactly what they've been doing from, from, the, from the get-go. This, uh, this is a battle between those uh, between mob rule on the one hand and chaos on one side, and the notion of law and order and structure on the other hand. And when you see it that way, your choices become very clear. I know, I know, the Democrats and the liberals, the lefts, whatever you want to call them, they'll say, no, well, you see your dividing line, Mr. Lurie, but we see it differently. We see it as, a, you know, we, we believe in compassion and you guys believe in greed uh, we, we believe in fairness, and you guys believe in uh, opportunism. You know that's that's the way they'll divide it. Although they won't have the facts to back it up, they just don't. I, I think time and time again, you'll look at these the mobs, and you'll say, um, "This is this is the nature of the Democratic Party." And if you don't if you don't think that way, my friends, I ask you this: Where do you? draw the line as to a standard that you know that the Democratic Party holds to, right? When I'm talking about standard, I mean, for example, the sanctity of marriage, right? That's what we believe in as conservatives, right? We, we believe in the notion of, of the, there's a distinction between um, adults and children, teachers and students, uh, the notion of integrity and honesty.
1: Can you add one word to that sentence, though? Go ahead. Hey Democrats, can you name one permanent standard? Oh, yeah. Because I know you support the Defense of Marriage Act in 1996. But what happened to it? Yeah,
0: that's true. That's right. What, 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 what is? not floating point? Yeah. With what's you? what's timeless for you, right? What is patriotism, for example? I mean, there's nothing there. So when you have, you see, these things are actually connected. What we're what we're talking about now, which is this notion that they don't have any uh, permanent value permanent standard and the mob rule thing. It's it's all connected, you see.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't matter how uh, a radical the liberal is versus how establishment they are. It doesn't matter if it's a crazy firebomb uh, you know rhetorical, you know, lunatic like Maxine Waters or Henry Waxman when Dennis Prager asked our former congressman Henry Waxman who wanted to raise taxes, sir what is the maximum taxes should be? Right. Between zero and 100%. If it's 100%, just tell me. What is it? Right. And you wouldn't tell him. You, couldn't. you realize how radical the most establishment kind of Democrat was. And he is as radical as the most lunatic radical seeming one.
0: Yeah, because they don't want to be pinned down in any shape or form, nor does the mob. Uh, That's right. You know, so you, you can't tell a mob what to do. Right. They will do. Right. They will do exactly what they damn well feel like doing. That's the nature of it. It's, you know, I'd say it's like hurting cats, but at least cats don't try to break your stores and, and rape your woman and, and kill innocent people. Uh, that's, it's very different. So it's, it's the worst of all worlds. Uh, the, once the mob starts, you can't stop it. And we see this time and time again. Now, this applies also with you know, you, you know, trying to pin down if you're if you're frustrated with the Democratic Party as you and I are, Ari. <clears throat> part of the reason why is that your your frustration is you can't seem to pin anything that they believe on uh, believe in, right? You know, it, you go back just you know as far back as John Kennedy, and his policies would be so radically different than the Democratic policies of today. So. You know who are you what do you what do you guys believe in it 's like you know trying to nail jello to the wall it 's just it all slips away from you and uh, that's that 's what frightens us at the same time we we don 't have this this notion of something that we can rely on there 's no st- stability within the democratic party, and that 's why again it, it feels like the mob is taken over
1: yeah and to the point where People on the other side say, well, all politicians are the same. You know, your guys do the same thing. Your guys lie. No, it's different. When our guys lie, it's they promise something in a the campaign, then they just don't do it.
0: Yeah.
1: And then the next election, they'll say, well, the reason we didn't do it is because we didn't have this or that or the other. Yeah. But they at least repeat the principle over and over again. Repeating the principle in politics is half of it. At least say it, right? right. Yeah. So." Our party is permanently branded, thank God, as the party of low taxes. For better or worse, whether or not they'll ever do it or not in this term of Congress with this president is is somewhat a, a function of the individuals in the party of this day and the fact that, yes, I will give you that, politicians do lie. But they don't, the people in our party don't cling to the Defense of Marriage Act and then legalize gay marriage. They don't. Uh, like uh, there was a great tape from two thousand and six of Chuck Schumer talking about how important it is to have border security and to defend everyone who comes across the border no. right I, where course, is that? Today? It's not you don't have these wide swaths
0: right it's 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 all over the place, and you can't pin anything to anyone yeah.
1: and and the mob, when it comes to the mob, and I'll make two examples of the mob. Like you said, the mob will do what it plans to do, what it damn well pleases in the moment. So if you were to say something, so is stomping little girls to death uh, not okay with you? Is that your line? Maybe, maybe not. Is stomping kittens? Maybe, maybe not. Right. It's always, it, it's
0: always it depends. It depends. Right. Right. Uh, here, here's another good example of that. The whole abortion debate. When is your that the, the the pregnancy period? Uh, you know, way beyond what is acceptable. You know, presumably the day before uh, the baby's born, uh, abortion's wrong. Hillary, <laughs> right? She, she refused to be pinned down on that. And uh, is it a week before, two weeks before? How, how far into the gestation does it actually kick in? And presumably people are disgusted at some point with an abortion, the notion of an abortion so late in a term. But, okay, then, then they say, okay, well, three months is acceptable. The first trimester is what they say. All right, well then, so why would you be more disgusted on you know after ninety days plus one day, versus 90, day, 90 days less one day? And so on. Again, they they won't they won't let you pin them down. Now let me move on to Act Three of cowardice of the Democratic Party, because it's not just that they hide themselves. That was Act One, right? Act Two was that they acted like a mob, right? Act Three is that they were cowardly. In what they choose to fight, meaning that they'll always pick on those people and those um, those institutions and those groups that they know will not fight back in a meaningful way, at least. All right. So, hence, they will not. They, they attack Ann Coulter, they attack uh, Milo Yiannopoulos, uh, Ben Shapiro, and, and all those guys. These are these are speakers we're talking about. Then, they will talk. They will attack the Mormons. Because they know the Mormons will not uh, somehow surround them and know where you live, <laughs> sort of thing, and, and, gather and like destroy a mob
1: them and burn everything in their yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, it's funny yeah. they don't
0: do that. We won't even uh, the Mormons won't even call for a boycott of these anti monsters or something like that, right? Um, they
1: just pray for them,
0: yeah, and then love them back. That's that's right. Now maybe that should be a little tougher, but that's another story, and that is a subject for another top uh, another uh, podcast next week. Thank you, um, and. Uh, then the same thing with the whole Proposition 8 thing. So, you know, if you were for Proposition 8, which was the one that was trying to de- define, to, to keep the definition of marriage as one between a an adult woman and an adult man, uh, well, if you, if you believed in that, well, then you're a monster and you deserve to be boycotted. And for, for that matter, we're going to go to your house and we're going to um, sit on it and maybe even crap on it. And make you, your life uh, sheer terror. So these are—they they always choose easy targets because this is what the mob does. They know that if they actually had to deal with reality, with, with a really tough force, they would have to disperse right away.
1: Yeah, isn't it funny? They never riot outside the NRA headquarters.
0: Yeah, for some reason, interesting. So, um, and, and then you know, the Black Panthers, for example. Uh, although they weren't a mob, but they were intimidating, they, they hung around those different voting booths making clear to these elderly white people, uh, they, you know, maybe you don't want to come in here, right? So intimidation game. Then, of course, the, um, the, the battle for global warming, right? That's the great battle of the day. The recycling, the transgenderism, these are things that you know, nobody's really fighting for, um, but they'll fight for it because, you know, they have to be passionate about something, but these are cowardly fights. These are fights that don't fight back, right? It's not as if there's a big group of people that are gonna you know, wrestle them on the streets and, and throw rocks at them because they don't believe in men being able to go into women's bathrooms. They don't believe in uh, uh, gay marriage. They don't believe that uh, wh- whatever, you, you pick your favorite cause that the liberals seem to pursue. And, and global warming is another example. We don't, we don't go out there in the streets fighting for the right of uh, you know for the rights of people to uh emit as much gasoline as they want it's it's not like that for us right we don't do that so no we have a life we have a life and, and but these guys because they're so cowardly they they go out in the streets and they drum beat away and they have all sorts of crazy pussy hats or whatever you want to call it. all all the crazy stuff that you see uh they they don't spend time actually thinking it through they smell they dress funny and they just they want to be fearsome very very fearsome and they are to an innocent person nearby they just don't want to deal with these idiots and now they're getting more noisy because frankly antifa being being the example i'm thinking of uh the reason why they're getting more noisy is because they know that people are not fighting back and And so it just emboldens them all the more
1: and in the cities where they do riot They do it specifically You all notice this In liberal cities With liberal governance That tells the police To stand down Oh yeah So that last thin blue line Of armed defense
0: Isn't there Yeah So it only emboldens them All the more They feel more righteous about it 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 creates a vicious cycle Where there's even more violence In the end
1: And more of them More of these cowardly bullies Show up the next time Going Yeah Wow that was a great time It's like Burning Man But in
0: Baltimore It's like Burning Man
1: But in West Hollywood It'll be great
0: Yeah do you remember when uh, uh, Denny Reginald, I think it was? Reginald, the truck, Danny, Reginald, yeah. Reginald, Reginald Denny. from the who was a truck driver during the Los Angeles riots of 1992. Um, you know, God bless his soul, he he was uh, beaten up savagely, taken from his truck. And uh, they threw bricks on his head, and he had permanent brain damage as a result. I don't know whether he had some sort of paralysis, but it was pretty...
1: No, his life was changed permanently. Permanently. Because uh, some people thought he had beaten up Rodney King.
0: No, I... I no, I think they just grabbed him. They
1: did. No, but you, you know what I mean. They were no. grabbing any white victim. I, I right? know, but
0: I don't think people understand, because that's not actually what happened. They didn't think that he beat up Rodney No, King. they
1: didn't. I was just being facetious. They,
0: they just were grabbing anybody yeah. who looked white, and he was white, and then decided to beat the crap out of him. Oh, was that racist you say? Oh, you don't say. Wow. Who knew? Anyway, so they pulled him out, and that's what, what they did. And the reason why I bring it up is these guys were so proud to do it. that You see them... Kind of raising their fists in the air as if somehow this is awesome. Oh, he's posing.
1: They Fro- were posing for a TV helicopter yeah. camera.
0: So, so they did this, and what what I uh, of course that was horrific enough, and you, you just want to cringe as you see this whole thing happening. It, and you cringe because of the breakdown of law and order, right? But not, I don't know if it's equally bad, but adding. To the pain was that Reginald Denny himself, when he was able to come out of the hospital and was somewhat conscious and able to deal with this, he forgave these guys. Like, no, don't forgive these these monsters. You fight back and you go go to town on these guys, at least from a justice point of view. I'm not saying that you should go out and and engage in vigilante justice. But by, by all means, you know, saying this man maimed me, I want him in jail. I want, I want to be, uh, you know, I, I don't want to see anybody like that ever again. Whoever was responsible, that man needs to go to jail. And also— And, and, su- and wait, and contextual mob—I I, I call it mobbing, if you like—contextual mobbing is not acceptable. Whatever violence you do, whether it's a part of a mob or otherwise, you need to be told and understand that it cannot pass.
1: Right, and also, they, the victims should be suing the heads of these cities— Sue, in, in the case of Denny, sue the mayor of Los Angeles and the police chief who, got, who didn't have the cops there. Yeah. Sue Sue Maxine Waters, who's pouring napalm on the fire rhetorically and making it even worse. So, well, the, I mean,
0: the, the problem with that is that you know, they have uh, immunity from all sorts perhaps of things. They I, I, do, I understand but, what you're saying, but though.
1: But the, the point is, you know, these are the people, along with the brick thrower himself, who made the brick throwing possible. You the, know, when, when the, mayor the, sta-
0: the standard should be, and, and I want to move on to a different point there. The standard should be, you know, like when you go on the ski slopes and such, you, you're allowed to waive general negligence uh, of the of the manufacturer and for the ski slope area, for example, or this chairlift and such like that. You're not allowed to waive gross negligence. In other words, it's, it's and gross negligence is a defined term, right? It's it's a, it's a subjective term rather. Um, so. A jury will decide whether something was gross versus just, reason, you know, just negligent. And so it's a higher standard. And that's the way it should be when it comes to uh, suing a city. Uh, they should not be liable for ordinary negligence in a sense, but where it's gross negligence, where you, you're actually telling the police to stand down when they could very well be going in front of the crowd and, and doing what they're supposed to be doing, that might rise to the level of gross negligence. Here's, an, you know, just, and I want to contrast this, this whole notion of being cowardly that the mob does attack only those people that they know will not fight back. That's very important.
1: Yeah, the defenseless. Uh, the
0: defenseless. So, uh, you know, we talked about the Mormons, and for that matter, it's the Christians too. They'll say the most horrific things about Christians that they would never, ever dare say about, uh, about the, the, Mor- uh, the Muslims.
1: I was about to say. I I think this is leading us towards the doorstep of the religion of peace.
0: Yes, uh, and the uh, so-called
1: Arab Street that our leaders always tell us must not be inflamed.
0: Right. And so, Antifa has yet, (laughs) and I, I, for for some crazy reason, I will make this bold prediction: will never protest against radical Islam. How about that for a bold statement?
1: Yeah. Isn't it interesting that there's no Antifa movement in Tehran? Yeah. Or, yeah, in some, yeah. or in Riyadh, uh, or
0: in Damascus? Well, yeah. I mean, you know, we, we have Christians who are bold enough to go into Africa, Vietnam, and otherwise to try to convert people to Christianity. That's courage, my friends. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, I really admire these Especially people.
1: Especially the ones in North Korea. Yeah. That's a, that's a big pair of yeah. brass ones. You know? I'll,
0: I'll tell you, you know, one of my, um, a very good friend of mine, and our pediatrician for that matter, Bob Hamilton, he... Um, He goes to Africa twice a year. Why? So that he can heal young children in Africa. He goes to particular places there just to give them the appropriate shots, some basic medical care to help out. And the villagers come out with their children and and otherwise. And he does this great work. But it's dangerous work. It's extremely courageous for him to go out there. And likewise with the, the Christians who go out there, knowing full well that they could very well be arrested and uh, taken into prison. These people getting arrested in Iran, North Korea, and otherwise, a lot of them are Christians who are just trying to do God's work. And I, I so admire these people. Uh, I don't know that I would have the courage to do what they're doing. Oh, uh-huh. and, they, and they would have every reason to say, I ain't going. I get that. But it's not as if anyone's pushing them. They just feel compelled to do so. Anyway, the point is it's real, it's real courage. And, you know, when it comes to ISIS, whew, you know, they, they ain't going to fight ISIS. You know, hey, Antifa, meet ISIS. And what do you think that's going to happen there?
1: Oh, I, well, I think one of the, the Daily Show host Trevor Noah said actually something quite funny. And for the first time in several years, something I agreed with. He described Antifa as vegan ISIS. Which is funny on many levels, especially in light of last week. Meaning, here's what happens when they meet. I mean, basically, they're the same group. They just wear slightly different colored, you know, outerwear. Khaki for ISIS, black for Antifa.
0: Yeah, but but of course you know merely wearing the clothes uh, it, it's like saying you know i, I choose to be a, a kung fu master because i'm i'm now wearing the appropriate robe and <laughs> right, I'm i have the, the belt, belt. Yeah, and, so, and i'm i'm moving my legs and arms a certain way it doesn't make you a kung fu master right so but but and, and by the way i'm not at all saying that isis is somehow uh, you know a, a good guy or some somehow has uh, entered into mastery of anything other than pure evil that's all they've done but make no mistake, guys, anti uh, Antifa guys, you guys are losers. Uh, you guys are just, you're becoming evil. You're aspiring to be ISIS-like. But at the end of the day, y- y- you think you're, you're playing into the same game that they are. But believe me, uh, if, if you were to confront ISIS, uh, that would be a very bad meeting indeed. Okay? And I can guarantee you one thing. ISIS, if they confronted you, would not be worried about you whatsoever They'd be smiling as they slaughtered you One by one Okay? You don't know what evil is You've decided Antifa And other lefties like you That love is the answer Love And, and that there is no such evil, thing as evil it, it, At least ISIS I'll give this one thing to them They understand evil They believe that everyone else is evil But whatever They understand the notion of evil and they act consistently like an evil entity. That's the problem. And because of the, you don't understand true evil, my friends, you will always be cowards. You'll always be running away from evil because you have no idea what evil is. All right? Cowardice through and through. I'm Brock Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week.